Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, everyone. How are you all doing this evening? I'm your host, um, Jenny Lee, and I have an amazing guest speaker that's going to come on and share her testimony um, in losing a loved one and how life just uh, life found after so much that she's been through. Um, her name is Joelle Ortiz, a licensed mortgage loan officer, a single mom of two boys, and a Reading, Pennsylvania native. Her purpose in life is to inspire and empower and empower women. So she created a group for them called Women on the Battlefield and Living Testimony. Hey, Joelle, thank you for coming on to Common Women this evening. How are you? Good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. <laughs> like trying to shake it off, shake it off. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm more so of the I'm sorry. I said I'm more of the behind the scenes girl. Oh uh, yeah, I know, but it's okay, you know. Everyone is just everyone gets nervous, but don't worry, girl. This is all about you and you know, you're here to speak your story and to just inspire and empower. And definitely as long as I've known you, that's what I know that you do and what you do best. So Joelle, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Whew. A little bit about myself. Well, um, I think you shared a lot of it, right? I'm a mom, two boys, uh, I'm a licensed loan officer. I hold many hats. From <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a women's group. It's called Women on the Battlefield. Another Facebook group that's called Living Testimony, where I just kind of share devotionals. Um, I ask people to share their testimonies. So about who I am, I, I am just, um, I just like to inspire, motivate and encourage people um, that I, I just love to see women succeed. I just love to see uh, women fierce and, and stepping out and who God created them to be and just awesome. hearing their testimonies. That That's who I am. That, that's, that just sums it all. <laughs> Okay, okay. And I love how you uh, made those uh, those groups, those Facebook groups. Yeah, because I know I'm part of it. And I love how you just, uh, you know, how you, you have to be able to, you know, when you, when you want to inspire people, you just have to have that positive outlook every day and just like encourage others. And I think that's amazing what you're doing. And I see, I see how you do that every day. And, and 
And that's encouraging for me because, you know, you just never know, like, anyone's day, how their day is going. And you can just empower them with that. So, anyways, can you just tell us, uh, can you tell me a little bit uh, how your life was growing up, you know, from your childhood? Um, I mean, I didn't have, you can't say I had, like, a really messed up childhood because I, I really didn't. My, my parents have always been so supportive. I'm thankful for that because if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't be where I am today mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, helping me raise my, my sons uh, and kind of supporting me in all my changes and all the changes that I've gone through in my life, especially um, when I lost my, my son. So growing up, I can't say that I had a, a really bad childhood because I didn't. Um, I had the most loving and supporting parents and um my dad, his faith is what what kind of inspired me to be the way that I am today. Okay. And that's amazing. I, I applaud your parents because, you know, not not everyone's fortunate to have supportive fam, you know, family members like that. And that's that's awesome. You know, can and I applaud that for them, you know, because they obviously, you know, raised a, an amazing young a young woman. <laughs> <laughs> I give them all the props. He <laughs> <laughs> created me, but <laughs> they had to put up. What was that? I said, um, aside from God, like I give them the props, um, but they had to put up with me. <laughs> I mean, I think our parents have to. You don't know where their kids, I guess. <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> I mean, they love you. Of course, they're going to put up with you. <laughs> so, um, as you as you're growing up, how was your you know how was it you know going into your teen years, you know as you were in school. My my teen years were were kind of tough for me at least. Um, okay, I struggled a lot with my identity. I, I kind of followed, you know, you, you want to be with the cool kids and you, you figure out like who you are, you know, and you're, you're doing what everybody else is doing, right? So that was, that was kind of rough for me because I felt like I never fit anywhere. <laughs> I felt like mm. I was like, you know, this loner um, going through my teen years. So, so yeah, it I would say it was, it was a tough time in, in my life. And like I said, I've always struggled with my identity and, and, you know, I guess us women in general, most women struggle with that, knowing who they are, God created them to be. And as a teenager, you know, you're not, you're, you're kind of trying to figure it out. Like, where do you fit in? What What is it that, that you start comparing yourself to the other girls and, oh, I don't have, or I don't look up, you know, so for me, it was, it was tough. And, and I can agree with you because, you know, I think we all go through that as teens because, we're you know, we're teenagers and we're trying to figure out who we are. And then things happen in our lives that we're so young. Any traumatic situation or just things happen in life to us that we get to that point, you know. And sometimes we think we know ourselves when we really don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, yeah so it, it was... And, and then on top of that, you know, I had my son at a young age. 
so so trying to be a mom, trying to figure out <laughs> who I am as a, as a person or as a woman at that point, um, providing mm -hmm. so you know life really did throw me a curveball, but but um, I would say it molded me into the woman that I that I always be thankful and grateful. Okay, okay. So, what were your thoughts when you were exposed? When, when you experienced that, you found out you were pregnant. And who was the first person you told? Like, you know, when we're young, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, we're going through so many emotions. We just don't know what to do because we don't know how to react to something like that. I don't, you know, I I can't even, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things you can just kind of go through in life and then some things you really vividly remember and then other ones. Yeah to tuck them away and never remember them again yeah <laughs> i would say the first person that knew was like one of my really close friends at that time and you know okay. i like i don't know what i'm gonna do you know and i i <laughs> so long you know i hit it till i was like five months pregnant so wow <laughs> i remember my teacher asking me like hey is there anything <laughs> is everything okay oh my goodness like what am i do you know you know you're you're I, I was afraid like i was literally by myself in that you know i didn't have um the support from his father to, to help me face you know what what i what i needed to face so yeah very um it was it was hard because right away you know you start to think all the worst case scenarios like i'm gonna get kicked out i'm not gonna finish school you know yeah. The, those were my thoughts like i'm not going to be able to do anything but just work you know so so i was i was afraid i was afraid to to let my parents know that 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 was that that was happening okay i mean i can imagine the fear you're a teen you're a baby yourself a child and you're pregnant and you just don't know what to do you're just fearful because you know we don't want to disappoint our parents and you you know you're just like afraid so right. that shame i feel like for me mm -hmm. so long like i carried that 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 shame like man i let them down i i wasn't mm. you know who they thought i was or um so again you carry you carry the shame of it too not just that team but now that you're now you got to walk around with it right <laughs> and, and yeah like oh well you're just a baby yourself or yeah all the all the the negative comments that you could possibly think of you get yeah so, so that that was hard and even even as an adult sometimes when I when I say how old my son is and they're like you know like they give you that look like well wait how how old are you you know yeah two together but I don't think now I'm as ashamed to say it as I was then, you know, because, okay. but, but again, you still kind of carry some of that guilt and that shame. Like, man, I, I wasn't who, who my parents wanted to be. Right. Yeah. I, and then, I fell short. Yeah. I mean, you weren't ready. Right. Like, right. You weren't ready. <laughs> so you said, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you said you were five, you, you hit it to you were five months pregnant. Wow. So how did you, how did your parents take the news or how did they even find out? Oh man, my, my mom, I would say my mom, my mom kind of took it the hardest. Um, 
Oh. I mean, my, my dad did too, but I guess he didn't show emotions to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for, for them, but yeah, for me, just seeing that initial, like, you know, of course I had to, you know, I had to tell them to get tested at some point, get some mm. um, prenatal health uh, care and things like that. Um, okay. But that, that was hard. That was hard for me to face, to face them. It was it was hard for me to say, hey, like this <laughs> this is what's going on. I haven't gotten my period, like you know, and it's happening. So, so it was rough. It was it was really rough. Um, their reactions and and you know I I could feel that silence that you know that uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, yeah. I in a room and everybody's looking at you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was yeah. like I don't know. It was just it felt so tense conversations they just weren't happening for a while and it, you know again it was a shock for us all including myself mm, okay so after them finding out were they supportive you know i would say yes like my both okay. my that were very supportive were, were they happy with what happened absolutely not because i think you know what okay. what parent would be right at at, at that point um, uh, yeah, I got it. But yeah. they were very supportive. They didn't do everything that I thought in my mind that they were going to. But, you know, they didn't kick me out. They they allowed me to stay and, and help me raise my son. Um, they watched my son for me so that I can finish school and work and you know kind of work my way up in in life. So because of their support, I was I, I am able to do what I. Okay, uh, anytime. So, you know, obviously you got pregnant. Um, the your, your son's father, did he know you were pregnant? Was he involved at any point? There he, he, did know, and, um, he did know I was pregnant. He wasn't involved um, for personal reasons. Um, but, but he was never, he was never a part of his life. Um, he knows, you know, my, my son knows of him father knows of him they don't they don't have a relationship but um again that's something that's in prayer but oh, yeah definitely but um but no so that 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 burden was was totally left uh to me and my so to be of course his mom was very supportive that i i can't say that he wasn't um, he was always helping me out with with my with, I'm, I'm totally grateful for him. okay Okay. Um, so uh, you have your second son. Um, how the, I mean, obviously you got pregnant. Um, after raising your first child, being a single one of one, and then having another child, um, I know that you said you were married, you mm -hmm. know. How did that come? How did you meet your husband? How did that relationship start? I met my husband when I was in 11th grade in high school. Okay. We both worked together. Um, and that's, well, that's how our, our story kind of started. Um, we started okay. um, talking and, you know, then um, we got together. I didn't have my second son until I was about 21. Okay. But he raised my, my oldest. My oldest was only two years old when, when we got together. Um, so, so he helped raise, raise him. Oh, that was amazing. He stepped up. Yeah. Wow. 
he was definitely a big part of um, my oldest son's life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, you got married, you had your second son, you know, so how did, uh, so what happened prior to, you know, uh, your, you, you know, your husband passing, you know, how, or how did. So my husband, um, in 2014, he was diagnosed with, I don't know the medical terminology. Uh, he had throat cancer. Uh, he was diagnosed on 2014. Um, he did his chemo. He did his radiation. Uh, he only lasted about six months. So he passed. Um, in December of 2020. Oh, okay. How did that make you feel when you found out that he had the cancer? It was unexpected. Um, first, you know, we, we, I don't think anybody prepares for any type of illness. Um, yeah. Of that, you know, when they say the C word, it's like, all right, automatically you think, you know, you, you know, you try to you try to have faith. I say, I say at that point, like you try to have faith, but at the end of the day, you you're kind of realistic because the doctors kind yeah. of, you know. And I'm not saying God's not a miracle worker, but you know, his case, we did hope, we did hope, we did pray. Um, he he chose to go through the the treatment like that. I, I was supportive of whatever he chose. To do at that time um it was a very hard time for our family you know we had to kind of leave everything um and move in with my mom and my dad and we we had nothing it was just the two of us um with our boys and my mom's and, and they were again always supportive and always helping us out with the boys while i kind of helped him with with his process okay so towards the end where you know he, he for his passing did you have like any resentment towards god when you lost your husband i wouldn't say i wasn't resentful i was more like you know i think you ever get to a point in your life and you're like wow 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 god like what else could possibly happen to me right because yeah you, you go through so much in life and you have somebody that's by your side supporting and then you kind of have to learn how to live, right? How to live life without that person by your side. Yeah. Doing everything on your own. Again, a single mom, not only of one, yeah. two. And not that you want, you know, who who wants to be a mom? No one. I don't think anybody wants to be a mom. Yeah. It just kind of happens. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I resented God, but I was... It, it was a really hard time for me because it's almost like, you know, you, you can't really grieve. You can and you can't because now you got two yeah. up to you. And then, you know, they, they kind of watch your every move, right? Um, so is yeah. mom okay? Is mom, you know, what's mom doing? You know? Yeah. But I didn't want to put that stress on my, on my kids. To not have a present mom, but it was so hard for me to be present because I was going through so much internal. So even though outside I looked like, you know, everything was great, you know, Jolie's positive and Jolie's always, but inside I was just like, I was really going through it. I was really going through the grieving. And again, you know, people would see me, oh, well, she's fine, you know, everything looks good. It's like, 
but they didn't know what I was doing when I would yeah. get, when I would get in my secret place, when I would get in. Wow. Oh, and and again, those and, and I still and there there are days that are easier than others, and then you know the holidays come. Or the, yeah. Um, those are the the harder days, you know, birthdays or the day that he passed. Like those are always a, a sad day for us. Um, as much as we try not to be, you know, we try to celebrate his life and 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 I try to rem you know remind the kids of who he was and the things that he did, the things that he loved. But it's not always easy to to um, smile when when you really yeah. want to cry and and. And again, you know, nobody really sees that because that's not what you, that's not what you put out. You know, you, you try to, or for me at least, I try to be positive and I try to show my kids um, that you know, life life does go on. That even though we miss him, you know, we we love him and and we wish he was here, but I can't show them that that. I'm gonna grieve or be sad my whole life because I, at the end of yeah. the day, life, life does go on. Is it the same? Absolutely not. It's absolutely a void in our lives. Um, but being resentment, having resentment towards God, I, that was never that was never a thought for me. Mm, okay, I mean, losing someone is, you know, not the easiest thing for anyone. It's a process. You know, and and some people like I think they sometimes expect you to be like, okay, well they're gone and they've been gone this long. You know, you should be over it. it right? Doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. When you, it could take twenty years. You know, and and you miss that person because they were in your life. They were present. You were with them every day physically, and all of a sudden it's just like they're gone and. You know, and, and I've heard that, you know, like just people say, you know, I, I feel like, you know, inside I'm dying, you know, and like you have said that, you know, you, you were just going through so much inside and you didn't have a chance to grieve because you were raising two kids, you know, and then it, it, it was hard. But as you see, like, you know, you said, you know, life goes on, but it doesn't generally just go on but you're still keeping the memory alive. Right. I, I mean, and, and I hear that a lot. Like I, I've, I've had friends who have their, their loved ones that they have lost or whatever the case may be. Um, it might not be the same type of loss, but it's still a yeah. loss and you still exactly. grieve. And some people grieve differently. Like I could be one that I'm silent, you know, and, and yeah. grieve at home. And then you have other people that are very emotional, you know, but yeah, what you, you grieve different things, right? You can grieve a loss, but you could also grieve the person that you used to be. Yeah. Grieve, yep. you know, when you're moving up or going to a different level, like, you know, you start to grieve who you were, that process, you know, there's, there's many ways for, for, for people to grieve. I think for me, it was, it was, um, I journaled uh, and I still journal uh, that has helped with my, with my process of, of healing. Okay. But I think a lot of people, you know, there's no time for, Oh, he, you know, he, this year it'll be eight years since he passed. 
Um, and okay. I still, like, it was yesterday. I, you know, my boys, now seeing wow. them struggle or seeing them grieving, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't grieve him, but I, they grieve him different than I would because that was different. Exactly, yeah. You know, so just learning to, to understand that, you know, that's a mom. The way you want the most is to take that pain for them not to this life, right? Yeah. Both of them grieve so different. It has been a challenge for me because, again, as a mom, what do we want to do? We want to, we want to nurture. We want to hold them. We want to be there for them, but they they grieve different. You know, one is very isolated, but the other one is more vulnerable. Um, and the isolated one, I worry a lot more because, you know, again, he's internalizing everything. He's kind of like me. Yeah. Like to show our, our emotion. Um, yeah. And, and that's hard because, you know, oh, let me check up on him and make sure he's okay because I haven't heard from him. So it, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge. I'll say it's something that I, I still am learning how to, how to, go through that that grieving process okay i mean and i i agree i mean uh, uh grieving everyone grieves differently and it's a process it could take a long time and and i like that you put that out there how you said uh you know you gave an example you know on how you were you would journal you know mm -hmm. you would journal and and that helped you you know that helped you grieve and I like how you put that, you know, um, can you give any examples, you know, to help, you know, someone that has just lost someone um, that is grieving and had lost someone just recent or even years uh, or years ago? I would what, say what else can you give them? I would say for me, the most in, or what really has helped me get through um, through these years First, my faith, right? My my belief in God, having that church family, that church home, that that's crucial for anybody that's that has suffered a loss. Um, because not only not only because oh, you know, I need you to believe in God. Like yes, you know, uh, I believe in God, and and everybody has their own beliefs and their thoughts uh, on that. Um, but for me, it was having that support having those sisters that that would come and check in on me that would know when i was being quiet that that knew me you know like hey i haven't heard from joelle in a while let me check in you know um pray because if you don't have that it's like you know you you can easily get into that depression you could easily get into that isolation you can easily yeah. fall into a pit and then it's hard to get out of when you don't have anybody by your side mm -hmm. so i would say for me what has helped me process it has been you know of course my family and my kids but my church family my my sisters um that were there praying and and checking in on me bringing meals you know whatever it was that i needed um i had it you know and and that was that was important for me to have that during that that grieving because if not it's easy to fall into the drinking the partying because i was there you know when my husband passed i didn't know how to process it so yeah i turned to that as well 
you know, and, and that didn't do nothing. That that only numbed it for a second. And then the next day I felt even more horrible. You know, so so I went through <laughs> quite a few different processes through my grieving because I didn't know how to I didn't know how to how to deal with it, how to handle it. Um, so then I turned to journaling. Every morning I would or at night I would I would write in my journal how I was feeling. Um, I would thank God for the day, you know, and for everything that I that I went through that day, um, the good, the bad, <laughs> the 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 ugly, um, and and that kind of helps me also now because I look back on those journals and I'm like, man, I was there. Thank God I'm not there anymore. Amen. I'm, I'm in a, such a better place now. So not only do they help in that moment, but they also help you years down the road where you're looking back. Yeah. And, man, I was really going through it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So I would say those those have been the things that, that have kept me, you know, having having your church family, having your sister, you know, people that you trust, people that you can go to and you don't feel like a burden and you don't feel like, like you're stressing them or overwhelming them, that they welcome you with open arms and they're just there, even if it's for you to cry on their shoulder. You know, because right away when, when somebody passes away, you get inundated with, um, sorry for your loss, um, yeah, cards, flowers, and and I'll say like within a week after that, it all dies. You don't hear from any of those people. You don't yep. see any of those people again. You know, and yeah. and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm saying that for somebody that has gone through a loss, they not that they don't want it, it's appreciated, but what's more appreciated is the action. Is is the you know, the calling to check up on me, make sure I'm yeah. or bringing me a meal without me even asking or you know, oh, let me know if you need anything. I'm here. It's like, you know, that person's not going to tell you what they need. That person's not going to tell you what they want. Exactly. You, no, it's to do you know i'm gonna go and take take a meal even if they didn't want it i'm not even gonna ask what do they need i'm just gonna take it because that's what they need when they're going through that loss is people to show up people to be there yeah mm -hmm. yeah not I, just, I like i'm so sorry i'm sorry <laughs> but but yeah i'm sorry no it's okay <laughs> um and I love how you put it, you know, it's just having the support, journaling, and just having people there to, that you can lean on and, and talk to. Because, you know, like you said, you know, you get numb, you, you stuff everything up, you know, and that is not good for anyone mentally, emotionally at all, or spiritually, you know, to be like that. So um, hopefully someone can take heed to that this evening and, you know, and just listen to you know that because that is very important because we can get lost in our own thoughts and our own grief and yeah we can do things that we don't want to do and yeah so yeah. uh but i want to add to that too is everybody's different yeah so now this is for like the church right um yeah church don't just assume or say you know i'm gonna pray for you or let me pray for you not, not saying that that's not that that's not okay but sometimes what that that person needs is just a shoulder to cry on it's just somebody to hug them mm -hmm. 
you know, God's there. God's going to be by your side no matter what. Um, not just say, oh, I'll pray for you. And in that moment, not do anything. And in that moment, yeah. kind of mm -hmm. like brush it off. You know, not, not that they do it intentionally because they don't, but but just just to be present, just to be there for, for those that are really going through something, not, not just turn turn the turn the eye. Yeah. I can imagine how how hard it is, but you seem like you you know, you're in a different place now and you know, your kids are older now and and the most amazing thing that I can say is that you still keep, you know, husband's, you know, memory alive for yourself and for your children. And that's very important because sometimes people just forget. And I've seen that and yeah. And and that is great that you do that to just to remind your kids, you know, like this this is your father. Um what was the hardest thing? You know, being a single mom and raising two boys alone, what was the hardest thing that you had to struggle with? The hardest thing I had to struggle with? Oh, man. I I mean, <laughs> my youngest son, he, um, he really went through, he went through a lot in his life. Um, but when he lost his dad, he was like triple times. <laughs> the, what he okay. was for it, as far as like behavior so like we went through a, a few years where it was really hard it was really hard mm -hmm. to control him because he was so he would you know hit me he would you know what you name it whatever it was I was going through okay. it with him and it was so hard it was so hard in those those moments I I I can say I cried so much and I prayed more than ever just for, for those, <laughs> those um, behaviors to stop. And now that he's a little older, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> like, I can imagine. Because it was so hard, you know. But with me, I would feel so embarrassed. I would feel so like, don't even look at me like, you know, they're probably thinking this woman doesn't know how to control her kid, <laughs> you know, and it's not that I didn't. It's just, you know, he, he was he was going through a lot internally. And the only way that he could voice it was by being ver verbal, acting out. Mm -hmm. and, and that's understandable. I mean, children grieve, like you said, they grieve differently. Right. And then like they don't know how to express themselves and. Now that he's older, you know, at least, you know, it, it it's calmed down and you know, he, he was young, he didn't understand. And right. And now he, he now he comes to me, he's like, Mom, but this is how I feel. And I'm like, Okay. Got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very right and I like my my space. Um so I'm learning how to do him where he's at and not and not shut down want to be verbal on Instagram how he's feeling. So again it's different for me in terms things whereas more uh, vocal. So, okay. so I'm I'm learning how to embrace him where he's at. Okay. That's great. I'm I'm that's so great. 
So um, if you were to go to turn back time, you know, being not a single parent, would you choose to be a single mother? Why or why not? You know, just that's my question for you. I don't think, I don't think anybody chooses to be a single parent. Like I said, I, I feel like that's something that just happens, right? Okay. That, yeah. Never to be a single mom. Of course, my, my thought was son, but be married, and that's it. You know that that was my thought process um, growing up. So at least that's what I what I what I saw. Um, mm, so when okay. what happened, when the being a single mom happened, like you know, some days I'm like, man, like this really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. But but then there there are days where okay this is too bad you know but when you're when you're raising boys it's even harder for a mom because again guys so there's certain things your kids go through that you don't really you can't relate (laughs) yeah I I have a I have a son so I could totally you know I I remember (laughs) right their teenage years I could be the hardest. Yeah, so my <laughs> it was rough because he was going through his teenage state when when his when when his dad passed. So okay. it, again, it was it's it's harder when when you're a single mom, not only but a boys, and then they're going yeah. through their own things, and you can't really you know you can't really relate. But I I don't think I would choose to be single. Um, I don't. I don't think any child should be raised without having the mom and the dad. I mean, of course, if and when it's healthy, right, for the child, because we yeah. want, want we want the the child to be in in a in a safe place in a safe home. But it's so hard for women to raise kids on their own. Like that's just not. I mean, that's not how it was designed. But you know. Things happen, right? And and things yeah. happen, are out of our control. Um, but if if I had a choice, no, I wouldn't choose to be single because it's not it's it's not an easy thing to to do. You know, to juggle life, um, work, home, your kids, sports. <laughs> I mean, you know, boys they're very involved when it comes to to sports. So yes, they are. <laughs> they sure are. Um, unfortunate for them, I'm not a sports person, so I, oh, I don't like football. I don't like none of that. But as a mom, I gotta support kids. So. That's very true. I'm not a sport person, but it's true what you're saying. You know, even <laughs> it's being a mom, especially a single mom. You know, as it it it, it wasn't always easy. You know, and you have to sit there and just like support them, and you're like. I don't know how to play that. You know? <laughs> like, let's go play this game or something. I'm just like, I don't know how to do that. But I'll support you. I'll sit there with you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I practice. Ah. <laughs> you know? So, but but, but it, again, I don't think it's something that that I would choose, you know, or that I would want to do if that was a choice. Um, I just think okay. that. You know how life how life happened yeah so um you know with your the passing of your husband and the grieving have you ever thought about you know do you ever think about getting remarried 
is it a thought? <laughs> yes. Um, I guess in God's timing, right? Um, I, I still feel as though I, I need to, there's some things that I need to work in me. Um, okay. And with my, you know, with my kids before I can, I can say, all right, now's the time for me to, you know, have that, have that significant other in my life. Um, so if, if it's in, again, if it's in God's plans, then it'll happen. And if it's not, then this is where I'll be. I love that. How, how you pinpoint that, that you know that you have to work on yourself yeah. before that you have to, before you op have that, before you give that open space and to invite someone into your space. I love how you clarify that because I'll, many people want to get married or have the thought of that. And, you know, that's what they desire. But, you know, as we, you know, we're waiting for a husband, for the one that God wants to give us. But, you know, it, we have to work on ourselves. And I think that's very important that we have to work into, internally and even, you know, in every areas in our life, you know, before we feel ready, you know. So that's I, I like how you pinpointed that. It's so hard. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not open to it. It's just mm -hmm. for me, it's been it's been a little difficult because I know that there's still some things that, that I need to heal. And I know that there's some things um, that I need to work out prior to, to having that person come into my life. Yes. You, know, I agree. you don't want to, you don't, you know, you want to, you don't want to, or you want to be supportive. You want to be there yeah. for them. And it's hard for me to do that now because of, where I am in my life, right? Well, my career with my son. Um, is it something that I would love? Absolutely. Um, but I have to also be honest with myself and, and say, I at this point in my life, I don't think that that I'm ready. I don't believe I'm ready for it yet. I like that. I like that. I like that because you know that that is something that many don't think about and and i love how you was just so transparent about you know admitting that you need still need to work on you in certain areas of your life and certain places that you have to heal within yourself before you're able to you know okay well you know i want to get married but i just can't right now uh, so, and i i say that because when so i i did at one point date i did have a have a boyfriend um okay and it just to me it didn't work out because there was just so much there were still so many things i was dealing with and i again okay. like I, I still am now so go having gone through that made it you know made made the process a little bit even harder because now it's like oh all right well now i hurt him now i hurt myself now i'm back in square one <laughs> you know so yeah, I, I totally get. I totally understand that. You know, like it could be rough. It's it's the dating scene right now is in. It's not so easy to date nowadays either. So <laughs> I I can totally understand. I, I I could tell you stories for days, but I'll leave that for another. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, have you ever thought of uh, being a recovery mentor at any? Um, 
being a mentor, a recovery mentor, a recovering mentor. Um, I haven't, no. Um, I have heard people tell me that I'm a good coach. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, not again, it's not something that I'm like trying to be at, at this point. Um, I, I think for me, I just, that that's just who I am. I just love to inspire and, and empower women or men. It, does, it doesn't matter. Anybody that needs prayer, um, they can always reach out to me or if they need to speak to somebody, they can always message me. Like I'm, I make myself available in that sense. Um, again, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they don't have anybody, you know, to, to go to. And again, even if it's just a stranger and it's somebody I don't know, um, saying a prayer for that person isn't going to hurt me in, in any way, but it'll be a blessing to, to them. Okay. So what are some things that you're most proud about yourself as you look back, you know, at everything that you've been through, all the trials and tribulations up to this point in your life? Oh, what I'm proud of. <laughs> That's so hard for you to talk about yourself, right? You talk about <laughs> and you can give kudos to everybody, but when it comes to yourself, you're just so hard on, on yourself. Um I guess I'm I'm proud at how courageous and and bold I am when it comes to my faith and my belief in in God and where I am in life. Whereas some people, you know, if they would have gone through what I've gone through, they probably would have gave up. Um, yeah, you know, not continued on with with their faith. So, I I would say for me, I'm just proud that I'm still in my faith. That I, that I still believe in God no matter what trials and tribulations I have been through in life. And, and to him, you know, is all the glory that, that I am here today and, and that I have accomplished things that I have. That, and, of course, that I, I've been able to raise my boys even if it has been just me and them. Um, so that, that's what I'm proud of. That's amazing. I love how you just, you stood on your foundation and, you know, God is always near, you know, even when, even when we're resentful and even when we feel lost, but he's always there. And I can say that, you know, grieving is hard and some people sway away, but you didn't, you hung, you hung on with all your might and your faith and continue on that walk in that foundation with him. Oh. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't struggle with depression mm -hmm. because I locked myself up in my room and didn't want to leave, you know, the worst really. But even in the midst of that, you know, I knew God was by my side, that God was going to get me. So, and seasons, you know, because yeah. he's been with me through it all. Since then to, to now, it continues to be, no matter what I go through, good or bad, you know, I, I'll still believe in, in him and know that he'll help me because he's always made a way. Oh, definitely. Amen to that. <laughs> so is there any advice, any more advice that you could give to someone struggling with grief or someone that's just lost a spouse? 
someone who's lost a spouse uh, or that's grieving, um, I would say for like, for anybody that has lost a spouse, because like, I know it's hard to go from that transition to spouse, right? To being single, to being by yourself and feeling like you need that other person to, to be there by your side. I would say, feel your feelings, um, grieve, take your time to heal um, before, before getting involved with anybody because it'll just make things worse or it, it just won't, it just won't feel right. You know, you, you'll, you'll start to, to not feel so good about yourself. Okay. Um, I would just say, you know, grieve, feel it, feel your feelings. Don't try to, you know, drink it away, party it away. Um, that's not going to help you in that process. Um, and just for somebody that's grieving, just in general, anything in life, I would say get connected, get connected to to a church or any, you know, anybody that that's a Christian that, you know, you know, that coworker, that annoying coworker <laughs> that can <laughs> 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 or, um, just, you know, just get connected, get, get, get connected somewhere so that you're not by yourself. So you don't feel alone. And you're not going through that grief by yourself. Get somebody yeah. that you trust, get somebody that you could call when you're not feeling so good because it's very easy to fall into a pit. It's very easy to fall into depression when you don't have anybody by your side, when you're like, Oh, okay, I'm okay. okay I'm fine. You know, because I was there. And people would ask, are you okay? Yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, I was. You know, and again, I that's our, our coping. That's a coping mechanism for people to say I'm okay, but they're really not okay. Um, they put yeah. on that face, you know, that strong, like, that, you know, they go home and they're a hot mess. They don't have anybody. To trust. Or they feel like they don't have anybody they can trust. You know, but I would say find find your circle, find your your people that that you can trust and that will help you get through that that process. And get a journal, write it down. If you don't trust anybody, then it's you and God. You write down every you know. I I write down what I don't feel comfortable sharing with anybody else. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. That's that's definitely you know. Sometimes that's what we need to hear because, you know, like I've lost many people in my life and I love exactly what you said because that can definitely what you just said can really help someone because, you know, like you said, you know, everyone grieves differently and it, to, to be able to speak and, and not keep everything stuffed, you know, that's not a good thing for anyone. But again, um, you know, I applaud you. Joyly, as long as I've known you and and everything, you know, I I I applaud you for that. You know, for stick for just being strong and being a, a you know a great, inspiring and empowering single mother that you are, and being able to still you know just walk through your grief and still be able to empower and inspire women as well. So speaking about that, can you speak on your? Facebook groups and on why on that you created and why. So 
the first one I created was living the living testimony. And I created that one around COVID or when COVID happened, um, just to kind of inspire people to still have hope. Um, and just to hear, you know, it's always, it's always good to hear somebody else's testimony because you really don't know what people go through. Right. Yeah. But we're so good at masking what we go through in life and the thing, yeah. you know, everybody knows, right. It's like top secret, but when yep. somebody <laughs> share their testimony and, and you're like, wow, I went through that or man, my life isn't that bad. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, start to, you start to have hope and have faith. Um, so that was why I created that page and on there. It's not just for women, it's for men as well. Um, I shared devotionals, daily devotionals. Um, I asked people to share their testimonies. A lot of them haven't <laughs> reached out because, you know, not everybody likes to be on camera, you know. And yeah, they're shy. <laughs> I'm hoping that, that this will open the door for them to send me some videos <laughs> to post. Well, on. I'm always I'm always open to going on there because our uh, testimonies, I think, are powerful. And, our, sure, you know, a lot of that sets you free. Yes. Yes. Agree. Definitely agree with that. Cause you know, too many people, you know, feel like, Oh, no one understands me or no one's walking in my shoes or, you know, <laughs> you know, or just, or th- that comment where, you know, if the shoot fits, wear it, you know, or <laughs> it's not relatable, you know, there's certain situations that may not be fully relatable, but it's, it's a familiar situation, right. you know, and I think our stories are powerful and I, and, you know, especially for those that are, are, you know, that are within the church, our stories are what gives God the glory. And even if those that don't, you know, what are not, not in the church, your story is still purposeful. You know, right. Your story is going to help someone else. You know, you may think that it's not, important or you think oh well i've been through that whatever whatever you know someone is going to understand you someone out there is going to have the familiar and relatable situation is going to understand you it may not be on the as the same exact thing but they're going to understand what you have gone and how you felt and what you've been through and i just wanted to put that out there because too many people don't don't understand that because you know all you hear is like oh Nobody will un- ever understand me. Right. But one thing that I know, the one person that will definitely understand you and sees you is God. And he will meet you in those places and even through your struggles, you know. And I just wanted to put that out there. So that that was one. Um, the other one is, uh, it's called Women on the Battlefield. Uh, I created that two years ago. Um, yeah. My, my soul sister. Uh, he gave me the idea or he, he gave me the name uh, God God gave it to her <laughs> um, nice. and I started that group about a year ago uh, we well we were meeting <laughs> every other Tuesday. <laughs> um, we were kind of on a break this year hopefully um, we'll be able to start it back up again sometime next year but that page, I post devotionals as well. Um, any woman is welcome if and when we start <laughs> having our group. <laughs> we find a for us to meet. But 
uh, again, it's a group of us women just sharing, fellowshipping, um, to talk about the word of God. Uh, we share our testimonies. We, you know, if, if one is going through something, we're all going through something. We're there to help. Um, you know, we try to give back to the community as well, uh, doing, you know, different things, volunteering. I mean, if you know me, you know I love to serve. So anywhere that I can serve and give back, <laughs> that's where you will find me. <laughs> Um, also part of a board, uh, it's called Bring the Change. Um, they also do some things in the community. So I'm very involved. I, I, I love to, to give back to my community, especially, you know, the city of Reading is dear to my heart because that's, that's where I was born. That's where I was raised. And I just want to see, you know, women succeed and, and be and, and do well, do well in life and, and to show others that Reading isn't as bad as they say it is and mm -hmm. be I always say be the change that you want yeah so if it starts with me then it will start with mm -hmm. it, it, it always starts with one person and then the next the other person sees someone doing it and it just keeps going and going and again and, um free of God it's all to bring him glory yes yes definitely um Everyone, you know, uh, you can find her uh, Facebook groups on Facebook. Um, it's Women on the Battlefield and Living Testimony. Um, check her out. You know, she's there. She, if you want to hear some affirmations, you know, any positive quotes or anything, that is definitely the page to want to um, join. Um, again, Living Testimony and Women of the Battlefield. And thank you so much jo um joely for you know for coming on and speaking on your story and you know as long as i've known you myself you know i mean obviously you know life happens and you know we weren't always around each other but now i see you know and and you have inspired me in a lot of ways as long as i've known you and and i hope someone can just you know I hope anyone and any of our followers that are listening this evening that you, if you know someone that is grieving or have lost this, uh, or lost a loved one spouse, you know, uh, you know, they want to listen in to this evening's uh, story, you know, or you can always reach out to Joely, you know, you can find her on Facebook, you can find her on Instagram, and she's willing and open, to, you know, to to speak and always open to you know to someone and definitely anytime yeah yeah i'm around <laughs> <laughs> so we have one question we ask all our guest speakers what makes you uncommon be <laughs> <laughs> uncommon um i would say uh, my uh, fierce independency, right? Um, okay. You, my uniqueness. I guess I'm different. I like everybody else. <laughs> uh, I'm a one of a kind, so I guess that makes me uncommon. <laughs> there you go. That's you. That was makes you uncommon. I like that. You know. So let me check if we have any comments from the audience. Burke staff said, yes, you are. And I love it. P.S. This is Ali. Aaliyah. 
Alia. <laughs> Barbie Lopez. She Hi, says, hey, Barbie. beautiful. Hi. <laughs> A little bit of the question. Do you have available on any other platform than Facebook? I don't. Um, right now, I'm just on Facebook, but I will be working on Instagram. I'm not to uh computer savvy when it comes to TikTok <laughs> and all that other stuff. <laughs> I'll have boys to help me with that. <laughs> it, it's a learning process. It's a so, learning process. On Facebook, but I'm looking to expand to Instagram, you know, I have to go slowly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then there is another comment. Who knows? Maybe a podcast on oh interesting. There is uh, Amanda R. Wilson. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Zolia. Zolia. Hi, Zola. Zola. <laughs> I just want to thank um, you, Jenny, for having me on. Uh, also, for everyone that tuned in. Um, that just means the world to me for your support. My girls always support me and I just love them so much. So I just want to give you, um, you girls, love you. Thank you. <laughs> and got a couple comments here. Um, says using Burke staffs is using Music work Facebook to watch this because I don't have. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> that means a lot. See, she she came on her work her work Facebook, <laughs> and she also said, "You rocked it, girl. You sure did." <laughs> Beth Ann B Martin, so good. God is good. Testimonies are important and give God glory. Thanks Hi. for sharing. Love you, girl. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> so, Anne, thank you so much again, um, Joely, for coming on and speaking on your testimony and, you know, just being brave because not everyone, you know, is, you know, isn't always brave enough to speak about losing a loved one because, you know, it's a hurtful thing. And, and I can imagine, you know, what you have been through and what you've gone through, you know, just internally. And as you can see, you know, you have amazing support, family, your kids and, and me knowing you, I am so proud of you. And thank you for coming on and sharing your story again. And before I close out, I would like to speak on our apparel, our self-love apparel. Make sure you go check it out at www.uncommonwomen.net. Uh, make sure you also check out our, our YouTube channel, um, Uncommon Women Podcast. Um, like and subscribe. Um, and as well as come check me out September 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Instagram Live. I have an amazing uh, young lady that she is going to come on and uh, speak on her testimony um, on sickle cell awareness. And 
She's a vibrant young girl, and I personally know her, and make sure you tune in for that. Uh, I'm common three women on Instagram Live. And make sure if you or anyone um, wants to speak on any awareness or has a story to tell, uh, you can also uh, go into a website that I just had uh, uh, that I just uh, mentioned at www.uncommonwomen.net. Also, you can even contact us on uncommon3women at gmail.com. And once again, everyone, and thank you for. this evening, once again, Joely, and for our viewers. And as always, everyone, don't forget to stay on common. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. <laughs>